0: All these hormones, all these regulation systems in our body all connect within the gut. So it is a great connector of our bodies. So if our digestion isn't working well, if we're not processing food that gives us life and nourishes our bodies and gives us all the vitamins and minerals that we need to be vibrant, then we also are not giving our regulatory systems, the hormonal system, the nervous system, and the immune system the juice it needs or the ability for itself to self-correct so the, the entire system can go down from there you're listening to Muscle Medicine, where we debunk the myths in the health and wellness world to bring you the latest updates in exercise, rehab, and nutrition from industry leaders. Join your host, Dr. Emily Kyberg, chiropractor and movement expert, as she brings you simple, actionable tips to reach your fullest potential.
1: Dr. Emily Kyberg here with Muscle Medicine Podcast. Today, we sit down with Dr. Marisol, a naturopath, and known for her passion of gut health and cleansing the gut. She is known as the queen of thrones and for over 15 years, she's trained and educated healthcare practitioners and helped thousands of patients transition from what she calls the shit show to owning their throne. She has a line of organic castor oil packs and we'll talk about in the episode how you can use that to start to cleanse and heal your gut. She also has a launch of her first book called Oh Shit and speaks at educational conferences and programs. We sit down and talk about a topic that most people would think is a little bit weird, but is near and dear to my heart, which is what does our poop tell us about what's going on on the inside of our bodies. And it's such a great tool to look at because it really helps us become an educator to ourselves and the CEO of our own health. So she's going to drop golden nuggets of what is the gold standard of your stool. When stool looks not so good and doesn't smell so good and it floats, what does that mean? And how our poop can impact our age and our hormones and our weight gain. She is a master of colonics and her new product, the castor oil pack, is so key to the whole gut Cleansing regime. So, can't wait for you guys to listen. Let us know what you think. Welcome
2: to Muscle Medicine Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. One of my favorite topics that no one likes to talk about, but it's a sweet spot in my heart. I'm going to tell you a story why later. But, welcome, Marisol. Tell me. How did you start
0: getting into the line of work that you're doing now? Okay, so I am the queen of the thrones. And my favorite thing to talk about is how we poo and what your poo actually says about you. Because in my opinion, your poo actually is one of the best measures Of your health. So, if you know how to read it properly, you can find out whether you have nutrient deficiencies, whether you have vitamin deficiencies, whether you have a hormonal problem, an immune system problem, a nervous system problem. So, I found it to be such a huge key in my clinical practice that I've I just was like, I, I don't know how people don't understand their poo more. So it just made me want to research it more. And personally, I had a lot of issues with my gut and IBS was like rampant throughout my entire life, constipation when I was younger. And then as I got older with more stress, I started having lots of loose bowel movements and constant going, running to the bathroom. And I just realized that my, when my body was off, it was, and my poo would show it. Right. And so I saw that with patients as well too. And patients would give me the tips of what's happening in their bowels. And I realized there is so much information that we can all gather from our stools. And when we have that, it's our best tool to go to any practitioner, whether it's a chiropractor like yourself or an osteopath or an MD or an MD, right. Telling them what our body's doing. So tell me what is the
2: dream like if you could just have consistent bowel movements that look a certain way, what would that be? That's awesome.
0: So I call it the royal flush.
2: I love it. The royal (laughs) flush.
0: Right? Because you want to be dealt that best card every single time you go to the bathroom. (laughs) I love it. Right? So it's a daily bowel movement, ideally. Typically, you have your own personal rhythm. So you might go in the morning or you might go three times a day. Either way, it doesn't matter, but you at least have to go once in the day. You have to eliminate a sufficient amount. So we... We can actually measure that on our own bodies because it's very individual to ourselves. So it's typically from the wrist to your elbow that is your ideal bowel movement in a day. That's a lot. It's a lot. I know everyone's always like, oh my gosh, but that is actually the amount of food, fiber and fluids that you ate the 24 hour period before. And if you correlate it to your body, it's actually the lower descending colon. And so that's all the amount that you accumulated from the day before. And, and the, that 24 hour transit time, has to it has to come out. Out of your body. If your food stays in longer than 24 hours, you're backing up a bunch of stuff, right? Mm. The other thing with the stool that's really important is you don't want it to float, but you actually want it to sink. If it's floating, you're probably not absorbing well your fats. And it, same thing, if it's if it's sinking, you're getting good fiber. You're really absorbing your fats well in your body. So you're having a better bowel movement. You should have on, on wiping, absolutely nothing on the paper, that's insane. I know, that's right? That's crazy. I know, because this is so rare that this happens to people, but that's just an example of us not eating well for our bodies, right? Or eating either things that we're sensitive to or us having too much stress or a sign of our microbiome our you know, our good and gut and bad gut bacteria is not being optimal. So we really want to make sure that we don't hyper wipe, which is what I say to my patients. I love that. I've heard yeah. you say that. Like, yeah. Don't be a hyper hyper wiper. wiper. (laughs) I
2: love it. It's like,
0: I think about that
2: almost like on a daily now.
0: Great. Great. And if that's the one thing that people will take from this podcast is that, you know, you should be, you should wipe once and wipe clean, not a hyper wiper. And that's actually the first question I ask the patients when it comes to bowel movements because everyone, no one does it. (laughs) Is there any like good color? Yeah, yeah. So we're looking for a scale of brown. So it, I always say like the color of dirt. So it could you don't want a clay color, but you want dirt color. So it could be a lighter brown to a darker brown. You don't want a green colored stool or yellow colored stools because each of those signify different things. What do those signify? So green signifies an inability to, to have proper stomach acid in our inner stomachs. So it's not just like I ate too many green vegetables. smoothies, right? <laughs> Everybody's always like, oh no, I just had like you know three or four. Green smoothies or too many vegetables. The reality is this: is that if you take a vegetable or chlorophyll and you put it into an acidic environment, which is what our stomach should be, it'll turn brown. So if you if it oh, right so yeah. yeah so if it comes out the other end and it's still green, it's because you're lacking stomach acid, and that's one of the first important parts of making sure that your digestion is working well. So that's super super key. So color is is one of the keys. How about yellow? So yellow is a sign that potentially you're. Dumping too much bile, you're having too much of an issue with your gallbladder and your liver, and then you want to you want to look at what's going on with with that. The smell is also very important, and this is something that people are like, "What really smell I mean, matters?" You just kind of
2: like assume poo, poo smells. smells. Yeah. yeah,
0: it actually it does if you have nutrient deficiencies. Yeah, oh, isn't that cool? Yeah. So if you have a strong sulfur smell in your bowel movements, it's actually a sign of low zinc in your body. Okay. And two of the most important nutrients in your entire digestive tract are zinc and B12 because they start the stomach acid that we were talking about earlier and the color of the stools. So you require those two nutrients. So if you don't have them, you could have green stools and you could have high smelling stools, right? So that's super important. So you should have no smell. So it should just go down and you shouldn't have a malodorous scent left in the bathroom, right?
2: So I've never heard anyone talk about wiping and not
0: having anything on, anything on the paper.
2: Like, was that your own kind of observation? Yeah, or?
0: you know, I really became a specialist in, in gut and digestive health and, and, you know, the analysis of stools, really a lot from personal experience and then practice experience. As you know, I have a naturopathic clinic right near Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And, you know, we, we do colon hydrotherapy. We do a lot with the bowels. And so we're constantly looking at bowels, constantly looking at the bowel movements, you know, asking patients, we constantly assess it. So we've just realized that over time with patients getting better, they would hyper wipe less, you know, they would just wipe once. Wipe clean. And that's always my gauge with patients. So I constantly, every single visit, ask them about the hyper wiping because as I see them go through our programs, I see them improving each and every time, right? So they'll wipe less. They'll, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I'm not wiping like I used to wipe, right? And The first visit, so many times people are so disconnected to their wiping. They have no idea. So that's the one thing I want everyone listening to this podcast is to really start to realize your wipe, right? What is your wipe telling you about either the food you ate 24 hours before or 48 hours before? Like what is going on there? So I think it's really cool that you're teaching people to be their own detective. Yeah. And the own,
2: their own educator in what's going on in their body, like their own CEO of their health.
0: Yeah. I call it like your 24 seven constant, like concierge doctor on hand, you know, Yes, totally. (laughs) like if you're pooing every day and you're doing that, at least you can kind of see what's going on with your health. And I'm a firm believer of empowering patients and making sure that they have all the tools to understand what their body's telling them because everything that we do, what we produce, you know, those are products of our body and those are the signs of what's going on right or wrong. And we need to be aware of what they are. And we can't just take a step back and let someone else take care of it. Like it's on us. If we want to be healthy, if we want to be vibrant, living, loving, you know, doing everything that we want to to the max. Living our best life. That's right, right? We have to totally understand what our body's telling us.
2: So, can you give two examples, maybe, of common people you see that are struggling with something? what it looks like in their stool and what it means. Oh, those are great So good, you gave an example questions. of zinc, which yeah. is like so
0: cool. Well, I'll tell you for one, which is one that I really personally experienced a lot, and I actually t- tend to see a lot of patients with this, is IBS and like an anxiety predominant or a diarrhea predominant yeah. IBS. What that is correlated to is more more so than anything anxiety. Because a lot of people think, okay, when I'm anxious, you know, like why would I have loose bowel movements? But the thing is this is that our guts are programmed to respond to our body and to the stimulus that we're receiving from the outside. So if you're getting a lot of stimulus that's telling your body, be stressed, there's danger, danger, your body basically does an automatic evacuation and you don't have normal smooth muscle contraction that happens in the intestine. Normally your body does like a force eject, right? So that's why you can have an immediate stool. When, when you have that like sympathetic fight or flight. Exactly. Anxiety. Okay, got exactly. It. Yeah. Your body will just go, oh, that's it. I'm done. I don't have time to focus on digestion or proper compaction the my bowel movements, I'm just gonna get it out of my system so I can focus on like the the musculoskeletal system, right? The running, the getting away from whatever the stressor is. Yeah. And the thing is, is these days our stressors aren't really like, we're not running away from lions or tigers. like that email. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And you can't really run away from your email or your iPhone unless you totally disconnect. Yeah. But it's like, that's the thing is that our bodies are still going to respond the exact same way that they did when we were in prehistoric times. Like we, we are programmed genetically to have that fight or flight response and run away. And our body also wants to run away from extra metabolic waste and extra metabolic work when we are in such a period of stress so that's a huge thing that I see in clinical practice I have a story for that oh tell me so please. I used to work for bear management in Yellowstone ah
2: and the problem bears the one that would get into human food would rock on rock on cars tents cabins and tear the doors off and try and get more salty food so we would trap tag and relocate those bears helicopter from Yellowstone to Idaho wow and I was like the newest park ranger for bear management. And I was the one that had to shovel out the poop. Oh, wow. And what would happen is the bear, it was like a big culvert round trap and the bear would go in, pull on, it was usually like a deer head with like blueberries and blood. Yeah. And then the trap would close and then the bear would freak out and explosive poop. Wow. In the culvert trap. Amazing. Yeah. And then they would tranquilize them and pull them out and then do the thing. But I was the one that had to shovel out the bear poop.
0: Isn't that interesting? See, and this is a thing. That's
2: sympathetic response. That's
0: exactly sympathetic response. And our bodies does the exact same thing. And that's why I'm such a huge proponent of the tools that I work with to help fix the gut. Yeah. Because we need to work on the anxiety and the stress that we're dealing with first and foremost. Because our digestive tract is so connected to our mind and how we are feeling emotions. I always say, when you digest, you're not just digesting food. It's actually also how you are digesting your life. Mm, yeah right? because our digestive tract is actually just the outside on our insides right so it feels everything just like our skin feels you know the touch of a loved one or the hug of somebody our insides feel the food that we're intaking our ins- our gut digestive system feels what we're what we're seeing in terms of stimulus like whether it's you know a bazillion emails in our inbox you know like 20 million texts that we have to answer by an hour from now right yeah. like our digestive tract will feel that because that's one of our the ways that our body knows how to zone in and whether we're in an okay state or in a not okay state, right? Yeah. So our digestion is so connected to how we are digesting our lives. So it's so important to address the anxiety component and the stress component in order to actually truly fix the gut long term. Interesting. Yeah. What's another thing you see? One another thing that I see often is constipation and depression. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the thing with depression is that depression puts our metabolic state into a slow moving, right? Because we're in a state where we're unhappy. We can't let go of the past often with depression. That's kind of the stuck. stuck, right? And so the the gut and the digestive tract being such an emotional organ actually does that same thing when you're depressed so you tend to have more of a constipation picture with depression and I've, I see that clinically gosh it's got to be about like an 80% like where I'll see 80% of patients who are constipated tend to have more issues with depression and 80% of patients who have more anxiety tend to have an issue with like loose bowel movements and diarrhea wow okay. yeah so that emotional component is really key and there's so many things too like with depression as well too Oftentimes, it's highly correlated to thyroid problems and we all know that like a low functioning thyroid is often a symptom is constipation as well too. Yeah. So such cool things that you can find out about your hormonal system, your nervous system, just from working in the gut. Yeah. I often say too, that the gut is the hub. The digestive tract is the hub and it is where everything meets. So think of like Central Station, right? Like Like Grand Central. Grand Central, right? Exactly. Exactly. Like ours in Toronto is called Union Station, right? So everything meets up there in Canada. So the thing is this, is that our, our nervous system, so our nervous system, our hormonal system, our immune system, they all meet up within the digestive tract. And the ironic thing is that for an example, we all have heard of serotonin, right? That's like eighty
2: like percent of the receptors are found in yeah. The and gut actually, lining. serotonin
0: is actually found in the gut lining in oh, wow. greater amounts than it actually is in the brain. Yeah. And the same thing goes with for the hormones like estrogen, progesterone. Progesterone can control your gut. Many women who have a dominance of estrogen, like too high of an estrogen level and a low progesterone, will have constipation, right? So again, all these hormones, all these regulation systems in our body, all connect within the gut. So it is a great connector of our bodies. So if our digestion isn't working well, if we're not processing, you know, food that gives us life and nourishes our bodies and gives us all the vitamins and minerals that we need to be vibrant, then we also are not giving our regulatory systems, the hormonal system, the nervous system, and the immune system, the juice it needs, or the ability for itself to self-correct. So the entire system can go down from there.
2: So- it's interesting that if the gut's off, like we can feel disconnection or a lack of connection in other parts of our life. Absolutely.
0: Everything, right? Yeah. Why it
2: gets rampant. So in your clinic, mm-hmm. you use colonics.
0: Love them. <laughs> I used to get
2: a ton of colonics back in the day. I don't so much now, I don't know if it's just like time, but I'd love to hear your protocol. And do you see the same thing that gets pulled out of a colonic that you would in the toilet?
0: Yeah. So colonics are so different from actual going to the bathroom. Yeah. One colonic is equivalent to about 20 enemas. So you can imagine the the difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. The colonic actually is gravity fed. So all colonics are gravity. So the there actually isn't any pressure on any of the colonics. There might be... The difference is open system compared to closed systems. Okay. Open system is basically like you're sitting on a toilet. There's a small tube that's inserted into the rectum and you just like eliminate... like. as though you were on a toilet. So whenever you feel a little bit of pressure building up, you eliminate. Mm. The closed system is actually controlled by a therapist and you sit there and you can only release when they tell you to. So sometimes that can build up a little bit of pressure in the intestine, a lot more than the open system. So my preference is open system. Just because... You know, I suffered from IBS. So my digestive tract is always the place that gets the most sensitive and always where I feel the most of my issues. So when I find the closed systems, they're not as comfortable for me. So I'm a big advocate of the open systems. Got it. And what we see is everything from, you know, lots of signs. You can see like toxic dumping in a colonic. So different colors, uh, red, yellow. It's signs of agricultural chemicals. It's signs of, oh yeah, sand in the stools in a colonic is a sign of heavy metal. And this has actually been tested by one of my colleagues who also does colon hydrotherapy and has a clinical practice in Learn to Mind of fixing the gut and just incredible. Like you can see so much, and you can even get to the point with colonics that you do what's called a bile dump. It's the bile dump is probably the most important part of the colonic because that's actually where you have the biggest release of the most toxic aspects from the bile and from the liver. The bile
2: is getting dumped from the gallbladder.
0: Yes. Yeah. So it actually like clears out your small intestine, your large intestine. You really have a great elimination with that. But what's so interesting about that is that it's so toxic that the smell when people have bile dumps in the room completely changes. It's oh like, my god! oh, it's unbelievably, it can be wretched actually. Like it can, it can really, and that is the more wretched it is, the more a sign that the patient is having issues in terms of dysbiosis or perhaps they have some kind of toxin that's within their life or where they're working.
2: What does a bile dump look like?
0: A bile dump is basically like a mudslide. That's a perfect example, Whoa. like per- perfect description. And that's actually what we ask our patients. We're like, so did you have a mudslide, right? Like it's literally like a, a very dark, very yeah. intense, strong smell. And it just like slides down down the street. I don't know if
2: I've ever had a bile dump doing a colonic. I've never experienced the wretched stuff think.
0: So it could be if it's a closed system, it might not be as you might not notice it as much, but in the open system you really notice it a little bit more.
2: What about like bubbles? Or sometimes I've heard yeah. colonic hydrotherapists talk about we can see candida or like what yes. does that look like? Yeah,
0: so so larger bubbles that are more frequently, it's a sign of yeast overgrowth or, or overgrowth of bad bacteria. So basically it's just more bubbles within the water. Just because there's more fermentation byproducts. So then you're gonna see that more within within the tube.
2: So I know you see lots of different kinds of people, but mm-hmm. if you were going to just say like the typical person that
0: walks in, he
2: walks in, like what's, What's the protocol in terms of colonics? Yeah.
0: So we actually have a pretty standardized protocol at this point just because we've refined it for so many years and we've just, you know, this is what it. really, really works. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm a big proponent of how can we can make this as simple for the patient as possible, right? And and practical as well, too, and get the maximized benefit of it and fast. Cause I like I like things fast and now like, like everybody else. <laughs> like, the, like everyone. <laughs> like everyone, right? That's that's the world and society we're living yeah. in. So our protocol basically is like like four weeks, typically for patients. And they do a diet. They do IV therapy, typically colon hydrotherapy, one a week. Usually the first week we might have them do two because they really want to start them cleaning the bowels out quickly. And you just get more eliminated if you do two within the first week. And then we include, of course, supplement regime. And my favorite for the gut healing, which is castor oil packs. So we just love doing this protocol. Most of the time people will do four, uh, four weeks and they are good to go. But sometimes we need to do a little bit longer depending on the patient's state, more chronic disease. Sometimes we need to extend that for a couple more weeks or sometimes an extra month. And then we actually repeat that with all of our patients. We do that that schedule twice a year because our bodies become toxic. And it's not a matter of if you're just, I'm pooping regularly, I don't need to do colonics. There's so much that stays compacted and stays within the system that you, even though you're eliminating regularly, you're not actually Cleaning that out. So colonics help to clean all that out. Because I feel
2: like a traditional allopathic doctor would be like, the digestion cleanses itself. You don't need any extra help.
0: Yeah. But see, this is the thing is that does your skin clean itself? No. Does your hair clean itself?
2: <laughs> Negatory.
0: Exactly. So, the, so it's the same original tissue, the skin, the digestive tract all come from the same tissue. So in embryology, right? So the thing is, this is that, well, you wash your skin. So you got to do the same thing with your intestines. And that's probably the place that accumulates the most amount of toxic waste because stool is basically toxic waste. Yeah. It's all the byproducts you do not want in your body right do you do
2: iv therapy after the clon- so i feel like historically when i've gotten a colonic i feel like so parched yes like i've just been Pulled all my hydration Dehydrated. away. Yeah. Is that when you do the IV therapy? So
0: we do them typically at the same time. So we'll oh, do colonics cool. and the IV therapy. Our first visit with patients, they'll have to do it separately just to make sure that they tolerate everything okay. Yeah. But then once they tolerate the IV, we actually do them together. They can actually get more parched with the IV because IVs in our clinic, at least, they're high solutes, right? So then there's like high dose vitamin C, magnesium, calcium, all the awesome B vitamins, zinc, all the different nutrients that you need, the, the multi minerals. Because that basically has a high osmolarity, so it can actually dehydrate you. The colonics actually, one of their functions is actually to hydrate you. Really? Yeah, to so, hydrate to you. To hydrate you. That's yeah. awesome. So that's that's the big key, right? Is that the colonics actually hydrate you? So if you felt that you've been parched, what you probably need to do is take an electrolyte while you're doing a colon hydrotherapy with a little bit more water, and then you'll get better benefit. Got it. Yeah. So let's talk about your castor oil packs because oh, I used to use. So I used to have a
2: lot of gallbladder issues. Ah, almost ago. Around my my menstrual cycle,
1: wow! Like could
2: not sleep all night. Was taking Percocet, and I started using castor oil packs to help. Amazing, and they helped so much. But they were super duper messy.
0: Yeah, they were a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> like
2: just like, destroyed my bed sheets because it was usually at night that I was getting gallbladder. So tell me, because you have this amazing yes. castor oil pack product,
0: I do, I do. So I'm, so luckily we're we're live, so we're we're gonna I'm gonna show you how it yeah. actually looks like. But what I did was this: is that I noticed for myself personally, castor oil packs healed me on multiple occasions in my lifetime, and I realized that you know I knew the supplements I needed to do, I knew the exercises I needed to do. I knew I was following with different practitioners, chiropractors, right? And I knew all those things, but I was missing something. And what I was missing was something to help me actually reset my nervous system, calm my nervous system down and reduce in the area locally, the inflammation, improve the glutathione, which is like the master detox agent and improve how my smooth muscle in the gut was working. And that's what a castor oil pack does. So it does so many great things within the gut. And on top of that, it also breaks down something called biofilm, and biofilm is the basically this like layer that bad bacteria, bad yeast, bad parasites make, so that you can't attack them with like natural antimicrobials. So it's like bacteria makes it on the outside of itself. It's like a coat. It's like okay. a coat that it makes so that you can't break it down and yeah, attack it. Right? Cool. Yeah. So what ha- I mean, not cool because it's yeah. like hard to break down. Right? Exactly. But it's a, what the thing is with it is that. Like you can't, any of the natural antimicrobials don't really work to break down that biofilm. The only thing that breaks down the biofilm is conventional, like antibiotics, and you don't necessarily want to be on those very often. And then hardcore antimicrobial things, right? Got it. So in natural medicine, castor oil is the one thing that really does that. And you can do it topically, which is one of the best ways to, to bring it in. So what I did is I saw when I was in the fir- the beginning stages of my practice, I saw I'd recommend castro packs. None of my patients would do it. You know, even me, I was like... They wouldn't do it. No, because it was too messy. There was no way to do it easy, right? So it was it was a barrier for them to do the treatment. And you're like, people, this is part of my protocol. Well, well what would happen is I would put them on this month-long protocol of this cleanse, but they wouldn't get the results that I was normally getting or expecting. And I knew that the missing link was that they weren't doing the castor oil pack. Because it's been like that like classically in my practice for close to 10 years is that when they don't do the castor oil pack, they're not getting the full benefits of the program. And this is the same goes with any program that people may be undertaking. If you add a castor oil pack, you will heal faster. You'll absorb your nutrients better. Everything will just work better. Your elimination is better. Everything in your body works better. So whether they're doing your protocol or someone else's protocol anyone's... Yeah, whatever they're doing, if they add castor oil packs to their protocol, it's probably one of the best life health practices that they can undertake that will really create health and balance within their body, right? When you do a pack, you actually calm the nervous system down immediately. And when you calm the nervous system down, you no longer have a leaky gut. Your body can absorb things properly. You reduce tons of inflammation. Your body can cleanse properly. There's so many benefits to it, right? And so what I did was I basically created a little, a cool contraption made of organic cotton that's so super easy. That, Love it. Your packaging is beautiful, yeah, by the way. You. It's like this
2: really pretty turquoise. Yes. Oh my gosh. The, col- the color so of water. Water yes. that you may see in the
0: toilet. <laughs> I love it. All it is, is it's just so simple. The outside is an impermeable uh, So it doesn't material, get all over everything. And it's non-toxic. And then a beautiful organic cotton sherpa on the inside. This nice. it's so pretty. Yeah, and it's large enough to fit the abdomen. So whether you're using it for like ovarian cysts or using it for like, before our trip, I was... I don't know if you remember, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sore in my yeah. belly. And I, what I did is a castor oil pack and it totally reduces stress in my abdomen. So all you do is just pour, you know, two to four tablespoons of castor oil and you place it on your body. And- Attach it and that's all. No heat needed, no mess, no anything, no problems anymore. And the research is out on that. It. Like it's it's incredible. It's there. Yeah, and there's more and more coming all the time. Like the most recent research was discussing castor oil and it breaking down biofilm in the body. So there was probably about seven, to eight studies on PubMed that were talking about castor oil in this mechanism. The other one was that it improved glutathione in the system, which is a huge thing because like you and I know, glutathione is hard to increase in the human body. Really, IV therapy is probably one of the best ways to improve glutathione. After that, you know, some liposomal glutathiones will work, but it's not 100% that you'll get as much benefit from that. Yeah. And glutathione is rapidly metabolized within our body. Whey protein will increase glutathione, but whey protein really isn't an optimal source it's of protein. Gassy. It's dairy. Yeah. Not good for the gut, right? And then Roebo's tea is the other thing that produces glutathione. So having a castor oil pack, if you do that as a regular practice, not only do you get the relaxation effect, so you can heal and you can cleanse, you get the glutathione improvement, you get that smooth muscle contraction. So your Bowels can move, and you get the reduction of the inflammation, which goes across the board. You know, not only for the gut, but you know, we were saying, that one of our colleagues here has like a low back pain, yeah. And I'm like, well, let's just put the castor oil pack on her because you know it'll help her, it'll reduce the inflammation in her muscles, and it'll it'll help with the tendons and the ligaments healing as well. And you also have an eye mask. I do, so I'm a little bit of a beauty fiend. <laughs> I love so, it. Yeah, so castor oil. Well, there, it's actually a double use. Eye masks worn before bedtime. And as you know, when you sleeping is so important. We need to sleep to regulate our stress mechanisms and also just to regenerate. So just even wearing a sleep mask naturally helps to improve your melatonin production in your body. Because you're cutting out the light. Not even that. Oh. Actually that's part of the mechanism. The other mechanism is actually wearing material over the eyes. I think I know that it stimulates that this is how the same way how the pack works it's because you're what you're doing is you're stimulating the nerves. Yeah. So it's called the somatic visceral responses you're stimulating the nerves that are within the skin that connect the parasympathetic, which is a relaxation part of the nervous system, the rest and digest. It it stimulates those ganglion and and activates organ systems in their natural parasympathetic state, which is where they relax and they function where they should. So just wearing a mask really helps to improve. It cuts out the light, but it also naturally improves your mental tone, which is awesome. But castor oil has been used classically for beauty. So, Egyptians would use it, Mediterranean goddesses, and they would use it to help improve hair growth, both on the eyebrows and eyelashes and in the hair of the head. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so we ha- anyone with like the thinning eyebrows, so yeah. they have thyroid conditions, yes. you know, maybe they're constipated and they have thinning lateral eyebrows, they can do castor oil packs and then they can do the beauty sleep kit. So that helps them just to help with like like regrowth of the eyebrows and eyelashes. And of course you have to do it for over a period of time, but it does work really, really well. And we even have in the, within the next year coming out like a hair growth kit. So dream hair oh, kit. Cool. Yeah. So they'll have, you know, an impermeable little hair, hair net so that that way they can, you know, go to bed, do that treatment once a week and help with hair growth.
2: How long does it take to see results for that kind of like hair regeneration?
0: Wonderful. It's so independent on the person because you also still need to be doing, you know, good lifestyle and yeah, such, right? But usually it's within a couple of months to three months months, you can start to see changes. And so for example,
2: the, the castor oil pack Mm -hmm. for the abdomen, for the tummy, like, is this a daily routine? Is this like
0: daily self-care? Yes. So I, that's how I promote it just because I've found such benefit. You know, we just lead really stressful lives these days and it's hard to escape the stress, right? So the more practices that we can incorporate into our daily life that move that needle so that we have less stress and that we practice our relaxed state more, the better it is for us, right? Which is
2: so hard. And now here's like a tool to just to put you in it faster.
0: And it's easy and you basically get, it's like, I call it the escape button to the relaxed state. So it's like on your computer, you know, like suddenly things are going frenzied on your computer screen. You're like, ah, yeah, right? You just press the escape button and then boom, you're in the relaxed state. All is good, the world. Yeah, it's all black. <laughs> so that's your castor oil pack. It's like your escape button. So I recommend at least wear for an hour in the evening to overnight. Like I'm, every time I travel, I, it's the first thing I pack. Like because, you know, you're you're. Traveling different time zones, you might be eating foods that aren't the best. Sometimes a lot of people get constipated when they travel. Yes, right. So me, take, yeah. There we go. <laughs> so taking the cast, bringing a castor oil pack, super helps to just reset your gut and improve things. So that's one of the biggest things with the castor oil pack is you use it as a practice that helps to train your body, just like an athlete. It trains your body into being more into the relaxed state, so that it can heal, so that it can it can nourish itself, it can absorb all the things that you're you're doing otherwise to take care of your body.
2: I love it because oftentimes self-care is seen as like a luxury yeah. it's like I have to go get my $150 massage and then I have right. to go get Once my $80 manicure pedicure especially yeah. in New York it's like really expensive but here's like
0: something and it's like it's beautiful it's reusable it's organic yeah and you can the price point is really really approachable too right it, it retails for any anywhere between like $30 to $40 like and you know the oil as well too lasts quite a long time so yeah. you can get a really good castor oil pack kit around $60 or so and that lasts you for quite a long time nice I really want to encourage People to be doing these practices because it's with these, these practices are the needle movers. You adopt this into your practice, your bowel will start to move better, you feel better, you're relaxed, you have better control of your stress. We've even now started to incorporate these packs as a, a gateway to learn how to meditate. Oh, right? Cool. Because yeah, a huge part of meditation is getting into the relaxed state. Yeah. So put the pack on, you move again that escape button into the relaxed state. Boom, what happens? You you can then get into a deeper meditative practice faster. And you know, like anyone listening in the big cities like Toronto, New York, like these are metropolitan areas. Like there's constant stimulus, constant stuff irritating our bodies. These packs just help to tone that down.
2: So interesting on like a physical medicine level, when we're in that sympathetic state, we're kind of like in that power pose, like we flare our ribs and we overarch our back and we're kind of compressing squeezing our Squeezing the
0: adrenals. Yeah, squeezing <laughs> the adrenals, the little glands on top
2: of the kidneys. And we don't get good core stability when we do that and when we're constipated it's really hard to breathe down into our tummy and create good core stability when we need it if we're gonna like pick up our kid or you know run to the train or pick up a suitcase and all day every day at least in the clinic and what we're teaching people is breathing bracing getting good core stability so that they can move better but oftentimes we come up against this barrier of like if they're literally full of poop, yeah, it doesn't matter what exercise we give mm-hmm. or if they're bloated or whatever, you know, if there's yep. like internal pressure. We could give exercises all day, and it won't make a difference.
0: See, and those people are their ideal for castor oil packs because the mechanisms that the bowel uses in order to actually stimulate stools—that's probably when it's mo- it's most important—is the pressure internally. So, if the gut and the digestive tract is not responding to that internal pressure, it's because the nervous system is is switched off completely. So, they actually can't even stimulate their smooth muscle relaxation or contraction, which is a parasympathetic response. Yeah. So, those are the patients who absolutely need to be doing the castor oil packs in order to really reset that bowel mechanism and reset, you know, the nervous system. And like, I've seen examples of kids, adults, you know, within an hour, they do a castor oil pack and they're going to the bathroom. Uh, One of my girlfriends, one of our mentors did the castor oil pack and she was like, oh my God, like my bowels went moved at a time of the day that they don't normally move, like about an hour after doing the castor oil pack. And I go, that's classic. It's just the way that it goes, it, it stimulates that smooth muscle contraction, right? Awesome. <laughs> So, where we're going to drop it in the show notes, but where awesome. can people find it? So, right now, we, I have a couple of links to certain freebies that learn about stools. Okay, oh, um, we'll drop them in. Yeah, and then they can just connect to us right now on email, but we're moving to our online platform, which is all in the works right now. So that's awesome. And then, where can people find you? They can find me at drmarisol.com. So, drmarisol.com. And even more importantly, I love my Instagram feed, Dr. Marisol, Queen of Thrones. And it's fantastic. I'm constantly educating people on Instagram. I just really love love, constant education. I really want people to get in the vibe and learning things constantly because this is a journey in understanding what your body's doing for you.
2: Awesome. Thanks so much for being
0: on. Oh, I love it. Thanks for having me, Emily. Yay. Poo like a champ every day.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. I can't wait to hear what you think about that episode. Go to iTunes, subscribe, rate and review. If you feel like Muscle Medicine Podcast is adding value, Can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. And by spreading the word, it brings our message of how to feed and train the largest organ in the body, the organ of longevity, according to our dear friend, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, and how to spread that message to the world. If you love this episode, especially my little story about how I used to be a park ranger and used to shovel bear poop out of their traps drop it into itunes we're going to start doing shout outs for our listeners and also prizes so rate and review subscribe thank you so much so much gratitude guys